Thank you for joining XR Om, which is India's first ARVR focus podcast. And today, I'm delighted and honored to have with me Mr. Ramakrishnan Sien, who's the managing director for Southeast Asia and Metaverse lead at Accenture Song. So, Ramakrishnan, really, really appreciate and truly honored to have you on a humble podcast. I'll really appreciate if you could start with a small, brief introduction and your background. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Eddie. And uh, I'm actually very happy and honored to be in your podcast. You're doing amazing job and I've gone through quite a lot of uh, the work that you've been doing. So amazing for this industry. It is very, very critical that we have these conversations. Uh, so my name is Rama. Actually, everyone calls me Rama. Ramakrishnan is a very long name. So we'll cut it short to Rama for this conversation. Uh, and I'm currently in Accenture based out of Malaysia. Uh, and uh, I am from India and uh, mechanical engineer by uh, degree and then brand management MBA uh, by post-graduation and then worked in sales, marketing, running media agencies, running creative agencies, and now running the Metaverse uh, capability hub out of Southeast Asia. Till COVID happened, most of the enterprises, even agencies, you know, advertising agencies, or playing a wait and watch game. They were talking about digital transformation, but it was a complete wait and watch game. But then COVID has completely accelerated all tech, which were in nascent stage, almost possibly 10 years into the future. Now, as, as a business, I mean, I, I think almost all businesses are going to be tech-focused companies. They're, they're going to transition and tech is going to be like a main layer for them to kind of engage or, or, or do business. Now, the same thing hap is happening with the advertising agencies, the creative agencies, and there's so many dynamics which is playing around for the creative agencies you know uh, what what would you have to say you know how is digital experiences the role of digital experiences and how are brands evolving with you know these new tech uh layers which is coming into it you know the ar vr metaverse web3 ai how do you think that's gonna impact uh digital experiences for brands that's that's a very very perceptive question in fact that's something which um, me being come from a communication background, I'll answer that from a very standalone basic communication principle, right? Uh, we have learned in the past that communication, the basic principle is there's a sender, there's a receiver, and then there is the whole noise that it has to transfer across. So to getting the message across means that there is certain uh, loss uh, and there are certain uh, sort of uh, lag, all right? So loss and lag are the two things that brands need to figure out ways and means to counteract, okay? If a brand has an X message, the sender, what he wants to say, and the receiver, what he receives, has to be fully understood, and that's where the perfect brand communication comes to fore. And uh, when, we, when you're saying that, how does technology play a role? I feel that... Uh, with the advent of every kind of medium, right from cave paintings to paper to uh, movies to motion uh, graphics to now what you're talking about, immersive experiences like AR, VR, all these have been towards the end goal of reducing the loss and reducing the lag from the sender to the receiver. And that's my like a very simple explanation that I try to give myself whenever I'm trying to design an experience that let's go down to the basic and get this sorted out. So what, what it means for brands is they probably now have a very unique opportunity 
to convey and make a consumer feel exactly what they want them to feel rather than relying on a thought process which goes through a 2D or a flat version simulating one sense probably the visual or audio auditory uh tasting would be you know another sense that they would activate uh, during in store or on ground at point of sale and so on and so forth so it means the whole objective is to activate multiple senses and to activate your perceptory presence uh, with the brand what it means is through ar through vr we're able to bring brands into the space where i can activate the brand as a brand manager uh, with all senses with all auditory to olfactory to you name it and that's why i like to use this term called there is a term in in science called proprioception which is incidentally called the sixth sense which means that our body intuitively knows where the end of our hands are uh, and it doesn't need the the you know the 3d uh, presence to determine it what it means is that with ar and it's a very simple use case you you open a filter you manifest a simple 3d object in front of you the way that you interact with it is so much more than a video it's so much more immersive just by a simple even if that 3d object doesn't interact with you in many ways walking around it feeling it in your presence is a different league altogether the amount of retention that you will get from that simple addition of a three dimension uh, third dimension completely changes a brand story and more the more the brand owners understand this more the marketers understand this more all the uh, uh, communication experts understand this that this medium can help them craft their narrative into a different league altogether and when i say league it means that somebody who's receiving it is getting a full fledged picture of it exactly how they intended and they are receiving it and they are and uh, keeping that essence much more than a fleeting 3 second you know pre roll on a youtube or uh, you know a tvc for that for that matter i think that's where the technology plays its role and when from ar we move to vr which is full immersion or mixed reality which is that for me to uh, uh, digital stuff on real world in a nutshell these things are all doing the same job that every media has been doing over the years it is just that at the moment the catching up of uh, technology with the with the kind of form factors the 5g to reduce the lag and ultimately the content all have to come together in the nice trifecta to make these stories like be exactly how uh, there's no loss from what you intend to do so that's yeah. uh, i think the way to put it in my head at least <laughs> you know so far i think the medium of communication has always been flat you know it it's through either your print or through your media but it's been flat and today like like you rightfully mentioned we we we're going to break away from that medium and we're going to get into the 3d world and it's not just that we're going to break away from the medium and get into the 3d world but that that medium could be exactly like of physical world that we live in where we'll be able to touch feel those physical world where the stories on a going to come alive giving the brands more opportunity to communicate and engage with their end consumers where the consumers touch feels and understands it because so far i mean most of the communication has been extremely broad you know with the tvc or radio or print 
it, it's like a broadband com- communication and and you know one single narrative has been thrown out you know here the consumer gets to understand the brand deeply and holistically where you touch feel so the potential right you rightfully said is, is that the convergence of technologies with the 5g and ai coming in will give more potential for these technologies to kind of like really you know grow into something which is beautiful which is still not there but it's got the potential it'll, it'll be nice if you could kind of make people understand what metaverse is in the simplest form so people kind of get it oh that this is no hype this is the technology and this is how these uh, te- these tech stack could be leveraged for building experiences or engage engagement yes coming back to a very basic fundamental question what is the metaverse and i believe the last whole year uh, it has been on the hype cycle at the top end right and right now generative ai has taken over that hype cycle essentially but in a nutshell, there are various definitions, okay? And even Accenture uh, has a, a, a standard definition, but uh, without getting too technical, and I'm sure your your viewers, your listeners have already heard multiple definitions in the past, but how I typically like to put it is that, and uh, taking a cue from exactly what you said, metaverse is currently, there is no, uh, it doesn't exist in the form that it will eventually exist. It is in. It is currently being formed, right? And it's a continuum. The metaverse is where multiple uh, uh, people are living simultaneously in a virtual world, right? It can be fully immersive, it can be partially immersive, or it can be augmented, where you are able to live in these multiple uh, 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 3D worlds or virtual worlds, uh, which once you finish it, once you finish your your session, it doesn't go away. So it is, it is essentially uh, the world is there. When you come back, you start from that space. So it is almost akin to a real world where whatever action you do has it. It sort of there is latency in that which keeps it. Uh, uh, in that and then as you go out of it and you come back it is not gone unlike uh, lots of games where you have to restart and you have those options but that's where metaverse is but we are not there yet there are going to be multiple metaverses so-called by different companies different brands different uh, players but ultimately there is one baseline which I think we'll discuss later which is on the interoperability where all of these players have to have to to make it uh, rightfully in the responsible way and I think that's one of the key things that we should be doing as industry leaders is building a responsible metaverse the mistakes made in web one or web two should not be repeated now is a responsibility on all of us collectively so therefore the interoperability makes a huge difference uh, in the long term but yes it is some it's a place where you can be who you want you can be uh, you can experience things in the way that you like in the time that you want it is your space it's your world and everybody else can be integral to that and you can interact it and it is bereft of physical limitations uh, it is only limited by how much we can imagine and if we can unlock the imagination metaverse is anything that anybody wants it to be unlocking <laughs> the imagination and i want to get into the responsible metaverse part you know and, and the interoperability but you rightfully pointed out something which is immersive and persistent uh, mm. uh, uh 
could you i mean you know i mean get into the application part you know where you could break it down like for example if it's a brand how does he leverage metaverse at the moment there are many areas where brands can leverage or like organizations can leverage why are we talking about brands organization can leverage metaverse uh, and the current technologies uh, to basically use cases of whatever use case they have so if you're looking at education sector uh, a brand in the education sector should take that cue what i had mentioned earlier that retention of concepts uh, are better when they are real life right sort of real life where we all know that doing a practicals is much better than theory uh, taking that analogy to an education sector if somebody you uh, uh, show them you immerse them they are going to retain it better so that's a very clear thing and i learned more from videos after my engineering than what i learned during engineering because you're doing with only flat uh, things but now you can be a uh, uh, you can have the pov inside a piston and see how the valves work and what is the timing and what is the importance of the timing and how does it how does the drive train work how does means the whole uh, you know mechanics but but the point is if you are immersed in something it works better and that so education is one very clear uh, example and the next example which i think we are using in a corporate life which is what we are doing right now uh, uh, it's you know remote working and remote uh, it's a reality it's it's there no it's not going away and there was something very interesting which i was trying to uh, uh, how to define this kind of work for corporations and we all know that blue collar worker had a time space timing that they had to do uh, the same industrial revolution concept was brought into white collar workers where we are we are not doing manual work but we are still uh, restrained by a space and office and desk and timing and clocking eight hours and so on and so forth now probably it's a time for a no collar worker where we are uh, we are in the space where the spatial definitions does not define the kind of work you do or the productivity so that is again a humongous use case of metaverse where Uh, currently what we are doing is still probably uh, a 1.0 version or quite old version i'm sure later on we'll be able to perceive each other if you are actually doing this in horizon world or we are doing it in you know erstwhile all space and now microsoft mesh so we could uh, these these are the things that are immediate and for brands taking this one step further is like real estate uh, a brand in a real estate you lay the woodwork you have the showroom unit even before the showroom unit is designed you can have a full uh, version where you have the walk through you can see the unit in full virtual reality or even augmented reality in front of you through your phone and experience the customer as to what an 8th level 10th level or 15th level uh, uh, show unit will look like what will be a view uh, how does it look at different times of the day where does the sun set and what is the feng shui for Uh, uh for people who are keen towards it what is the east direction west direction you show them much before even the first you know bedrock is laid of that particular uh of that construction so it's it's very clear that overlaying of information giving them a certain bit of tangibility uh, to 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 surfaces like for example uh, to the packaging taking the packaging and evolving into a purely a communication medium because you you have only limited space but if you augment it 
the space is unlimited. You can talk anything beyond what is there. So that level of sophistication overlay with a simple thing, which is there in everybody's hands, that itself is also use case of metaverse. Now link that to a blockchain-based loyalty system, link that to uh, collectibles. I think that's that's something which has not yet been uh, fully uh, utilized, uh, but a lot of brands are going ahead. I see Coke doing phenomenal work globally, uh, Nike, Adidas, Reebok are all doing working with virtual plus real as a sort of a seamless combination and including Web3 concepts also inside it. So yeah, that's 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 like current, current ways of working uh, and immediate technology that people can use uh, for some of the few industries I named. Lovely. Yeah. So, so you mentioned, I mean, you know, not just the education, the workspace, you do real estate, everything is going to completely change, you know, with the metaverse. And you rightfully pointed out the metaverse converging with Web3.0 could, you know, maybe underpin the, it could be the underlying uh, economic layer of, of this virtual world. And then there is AI, the generative AI stack. I think all of these converging will possibly create a seamless metaverse, which could be akin to, uh, you know, the physical world. So instead of us possibly maybe going to like a school or a healthcare or work, everything will come to us. And that will kind of completely upend how we live, work and play. And, and that's, I mean, it, it's difficult to get your minds around, you know, how the world will look when, when something like that happens. But I think that's just, uh, you know, next, next very, very uh, near now. Uh, now, Accenture has been really, really vested in, in the metaverse and, and, and virtual reality and really push driving the conversation. Your CEO, Julie Sweet, in fact, you know, got some somewhere around 60,000 uh, Quest headsets and ev everybody was given a headset. Uh, Please talk about how Accenture is leveraging the metaverse. And maybe while you're at it, if you can share some of the experiences built by you. So Accenture uh, launched uh, the Accenture, the metaverse continuum business group uh, last year. Uh, and uh, uh, and it has been, it's probably one of the largest metaverse uh, uh, related offerings globally. Okay. And um um, and also the partnerships, as as you would know, that we partner with Meta and we are partnering with Microsoft uh, uh, to bring alive the enterprise metaverse. As you rightly said, not only informing in getting the headsets, but actually utilizing uh, them for uh, induction of uh, new joiners and uh, also having those spaces where uh, those are custom spaces where people actually go in to get their induction into Accenture, get whatever they need, seek out information, guidance, because there are people in those spaces uh, and it is virtual immersive spaces uh, built on the current, current technologies that are available. So Accenture has been on the forefront and globally we are working with numerous clients uh, uh, for bringing forth their Metaverse vision. And as you can see that uh, these are all uh, formative years uh, for setting the the foundation for uh, global, uh, you know, as I said, benchmarks for responsible metaverse. And responsible metaverse is something that uh, Accenture is very, very, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, invested in. And uh, we would like to make sure that those kind of uh, protocols 
pulse and those kind of uh, systems and those kind of benchmarks and those kind of you know regulations are all in place uh, uh, when uh, when we are advising our clients so uh, so in a nutshell it is like you know we have it's there are many projects that are ongoing and obviously i will i will not be able to share all the details of it but whatever few things that i have been talking about are all current ongoing projects whether it's on uh, retail side or whether it's on education side whether it's on workplace side and real estate there is a lot of real estate projects that we have been doing uh, and uh, and i think that's where uh, the amount of specialization that it requires as an amount of uh, uh, setting of context for um, uh, for the c suites around the world to to understand and make sure that they are able to appreciate where this whole uh, metaverse trend is going uh, and where, what it could mean for their business in terms of ROIs in terms of uh, at least making them relevant uh, uh, for a future proofing them for a longer period of time one thing which uh, our ceo also has said is that um, we encourage people to experiment now because now is the time to experiment and uh, that is something which is very critical for anyone and it is uh, it is it is the time is ripe for experimentation is something that we are espousing essentially the entire web 2 world works in a very hierarchical manner and here is this technology the metaverse which says that the future of internet has to be interoperable and distributed and the underlying economic layer web 3 says is going to be decentralized where where the intermediaries are, are going to go out how does the pan out how does the pan out for big companies and web 2 i feel that this is not it's not a very black and white thing at the moment it's 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 clear that we are in the phase of transition and a lot of rules that apply to web 2.0 uh, are sort of will carry forward into a web 2.5 kind of zone till it ultimately converts into web 3 zone so we are right now in that transitionary phase which is uh, which is essentially it's not to say that whatever happened or where we are right now or web 2 or web is not right uh, or was not great we all know what were the limitations we all know that it probably is not the most ideal way of uh, uh of if if you had a complete white sheet this is probably not the most ideal way of crafting a a web uh, uh, you know uh, infra a setup and the way that people interact i think all, all those uh the the sort of sort of places or sort of areas or bottlenecks which web 2.0 had i think web3 solves that and bigger corporations have a big have a very major role to play i think every corporation particularly the tech giants have a humongous role to play because if they are not vested in in something called uh, a a co-creation of a responsible metaverse then it will not happen it will not happen uh, in the way that is ideal for the world it should not be uh it should not be decentralized for the sake of decentralization it should not be uh, uh it may have certain centralized operational modules where some things are controlled some things are not left for complete uh, um, you know uh, democracy as we can say uh, in many ways but it is that 
what needs to be controlled and what needs to be uh, completely uh, decentralized. Uh, that thinking and that framework is what we I think things are being defined right now. So every major corporation has a role to play. And it is very important that uh, when we talk about people investing in these technologies, uh, and particularly now uh, with generative AI, I think it's sort of sort of the line between ethics and where you know the the whole uh, who owns what the ownership debate is going to explode even further right now and it's already we can see traces of it already happening it started already with uh, <laughs> in the past with you know how does ip play with the deep fake and all those things already discussions were on but right now it is at probably a at at, at a juncture where we all have to take certain calls which will impact the next 10, 20, 30 years of uh, of the way. And everybody has a role to play in that. So, yes, I, I think this interoperability decentralizes uh, conversation. You know, there are these tech maximalists and the idealist on one side and the tech uh, the, the Luddite on the other side. I, I think it's never going to be extreme left or right. I mean, truth is somewhere all, always in, in the center, in the middle. And I think, you know, we'll converge beautifully, possibly in a way where it's, beneficial for everyone you know the, the hype cycle was web trio then metaverse and now that the generative ai is in the hype cycle you know so a would you be able to explain what generative ai is and what is the role that you see of generative ai playing in metaverse if i have to convey an idea to you i can describe the idea to you okay but to show the idea to you, I will rely on an artist to convert it into a visual. I will rely on some kind of um, um, immersive tech. Now, generative AI solves one part of that very very interestingly, is that if I am describing to somebody uh, something that what I have in my brain, what I have an idea and that AI is able to generate an artwork, a 360 image or a video or whatever in the right, uh, 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 close to what I have in my head, that in real time, that also, it sort of bridges that gap of that lag that we had from what is in my brain to transmit to you. Second, uh, now I'm sure you would have heard about the 2D to 3D, uh, you know, immediate uh, transfers or even nerfs, for example, the uh, uh, creating 3D assets. It has also taken that lag and also the loss. Uh, it has restricted, constricted it in such a way that for me to create a 3D space of my room earlier, I would have to probably spend five days of modeling and, you know, getting into detail. Now I can do that in probably a couple of hours, getting a fairly reasonable, so that uh, a reasonable uh, architecture of the room. And then I can pass it on to you and bring you into the room in uh, into an environment and into a, in a platform and then explain. So what generative AI is doing, whether it's in the art or whether it's even in the, in the, it's like a chat GPT version where, you know, uh, you can interact with it or to the 2D to 3D or to nerfs. Uh, all of these things are essentially lowering the lag and the loss of what a sender wants to do and what the receiver is supposed to get. And this, this is rising as an exponential curve. So very soon, the only thing left right now 
once generative ai uh, reaches a particular point is instead of the input being typing which is very slow it is directly connected to thinking so you think it generates and then it converts into spaces that you can bring or you can convey your thoughts like content creators or you can bring people into your space and and sort of uh, they get exactly what you had in your mind so it is it is that particular thing i just use that analogy again because it sort of simplifies it for me uh, as to where does generative ai fit into the overall scheme of things and movies oh i think we should discuss use cases in movies very soon <laughs> there are going to be plenty there yeah i think you you put it very beautifully in the examples for uh, this thing and would love to have you talk a little bit about how the creative industry is going to get upended we sh- we love to watch movies or content socially you know but then these ott platforms happened and and, and you know and it, it's completely changed it but now i think it, game changer is going to be the the transition from carrying technology to wearing technology and once you have that which is maybe possibly as light as this then the entire world is the screen how does that impact the creative industry and the movie industry with possibly generative ai entertainment by definition uh, has been probably at the fore at the cutting edge of a lot of innovations when it comes to the way things are communicated right and the sole purpose of entertainment since ages has been to keep on increasing the immersion level okay so if james cameron wants to develop a whole new technology to tell his story he waits for it he has got that kind of uh, you know uh, uh, patience and also the cloud to do that but you can see the difference because it has reshaped the way stories are told similarly 3d similarly atmos similarly all these technologies are essentially uh coming around to make us more immersed in the story and that's what we say we we love a movie that is the most immersive version uh, and top gun maverick works because of that reason that you watch in the big screen now i take it one step ahead and social watching agreed tick mark done immersive watching done but we still we still have it as a 2d or maximum that is gone is like a 360 version of a content that the point of view of a camera is still stationary okay that means that no matter what you do what you shoot is what you get or what you plan for is what you get right now the next level and this is this is very exciting is in my head at least <laughs> is that the next level is that i have stories with multiple povs so if i'm shooting a scene and i have a story to tell at the moment it is showing it from the what the director has initially storyboarded and you know has is showing to the world but what about the same thing in real life we can actually switch our positions and see the narrative flow from various angles how does a movie uh, do that and that kind of imagine 100 500 people sitting and 500 people watching it from 500 different povs the same story it is mind boggling it is it is it is uh, it is something which uh, will happen i believe but and that's where all this thing is leading because for that you need you can't you can't predetermine it so you have to have generative ai you have to have uh, 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 nerves which 
creates environments on the fly once and obviously technology to deliver it in real time to people who are watching it as a social experience or individually where they can change it they can become characters uh, and tell the story from that character's pov that is where i think entertainment is bound to go in and uh, and I, like we have just heard about music generation which is generative ai for music uh, it's not saying that the content creators will not have a job it is just that the amount of time they were spending to design a a a, a, a scene design a piece write a piece or the time the the leg work required is reduced where they can start more on thinking so their assistant does the job their assistant is an ai that does the job so they focus on their creative work because ultimately generative ai needs an input and that input is still important <laughs> and the input is where the where the where the difference will come in and impact on what we discussed about the movie i think that is that is crazy i don't know what you feel about it but uh, seeing it from various povs uh, uh, the same story it, it it's bound to create some difference in the overall entertainment landscape uh, from just passively watching experiences we we are going to be in the experience where we'll be part of that storytelling and narrative and, and i think that's going to be really really cool you know for a brand the opportunity will give a brand to engage with the consumer a content creator to engage with, with its audience so i, I think we're li- living in a fantastic uh, point of time maybe possibly paint a picture of what the metaverse could look like in the next few years and why brands organization enterprise needs to start looking at it right now. so i think that's that's the most important question eddy like um, what do we see as the future of metaverse both from my organization's point of view and personal point of view as to where it is heading it suffices to say that i am fairly you know bullish about the overall metaverse case because because it is clearly a way a place where people are going to spend the most amount of time going forward as people move from real experiences to virtual or digital or you know virt real experiences which are combination of virtual and real experiences as the time spent moves towards that the technology enables it to move towards that the social fabric which has already been laid through the social to a web 2.0 uh, things are already the good parts about that are already being assimilated ownerships are being defined in in a way where uh, a virtual object probably now uh, we are very surprised that sometimes when a virtual object has an equivalent value to the same real object but very soon the virtual objects will have much more value than the real object and this will come as a as when this particular thing happens more often than not then that's where we would have we would clearly see that the metaverse and its subsidiary uh, technologies have come to life where you respect more uh, on the virtual like the amount given to a virtual uh, experience will be much more than a real experience right so not to say that the real part will will that means it's not important that's why uh i believe that the future is not 100% virtual it is 
a hybrid or it is a combination of what is happening in real life augmented with digital information. You're going to live in that space where information is at your fingertips. Uh, your transmission of your thoughts is real time with the lowest of lag, with the lowest of loss as possible. And the more we are going to use the this confluence of technologies, like you rightly put, uh, I think the faster we are, we are going to reach a state where metaverse will be in the ideal, responsible, and the most impactful uh, format that uh, it should ideally be in. So that's what I see it, and uh, it it sort of it's going to impact each of us, our children, and the future generations quite significantly. And we are already at a cusp of something very unique. Uh, uh, in the world so we are all in very exciting times as you rightly started the con the podcast with lovely Rama, i really appreciate you taking time and being part of the podcast you rightfully pointed out that how the gen z or, or, or the, the, the future generation are completely digital native my son who's an eight year old understands computers <laughs> gaming much better than you know i could have ever had and i think they are the ones who are responsible for the changing consumption pattern. And I think brands and enterprise needs to understand where they are going. And that's where the future of business is going to be. So on that note, really, really appreciate and truly a privilege to be speaking to you and to my listeners. If you like what you see in here, then please press the subscribe button. And until next time, see you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Ram. I really appreciate this. Thank you very much. Thank you.